Welcome to PALS Talks Literacy, a podcast created for Project Adult Literacy Society. In this podcast, we talk about literacy in all its forms and the impact it has on people's lives. Today, we're talking to one of our tutors, Doug, who in the last 11 years has run conversation circles for our English language learners. In these circles, he focused on confidence, humility, expressing yourself, and being part of a community. Here's Doug. My name is uh, Doug or Douglas uh, Taylor, and I've uh, been a volunteer for uh, PALS for going on about 11 years now. And uh, I've been in the, um, the which used to be called the ESL program, but now L-E-L-L program. And what have been the main things that you've done here? Because you've done more than just one-on-one tutoring, correct? Yes, I started from a conversation circle and I replaced someone who was taking a, some medical leave. And um, so that's what got started on the conversation. And that's what I have stuck with largely. But over that time, and even in more of the earlier times, I ended up involved um, only a few times on one-on-one sort of tutoring. And then we did a bunch of stuff with working with people who were trying to pass the pre-entrance or the entrance exam for the the trades programs whatever that would be it was a welding or electrician or crane operators or something like that so that and we were following the curriculum from northwest territories for people to prepare for you know a, a trades entrance exam so you you don't just start trades and learn from there on and now they have a uh, requirement that you have to be qualified to, to start sort of thing. I had a few of those type of things. And with the trades one, was that also run as a conversation class or was that more? We had sort of subject areas or components that, as I recall, is some time ago now, but um, they were the sort of expectation was in certain areas. Yes, conversation, but the topics of of competence or capability were kind of spelled out, oh, okay. you know, so there was a little bit of mathematics, a little bit of science, things like that. And as I say, Alberta accepted the uh, a program or an approach that the Northwest Territories was using. Wonderful. At PALS, we know that there's like an importance to the conversation when it comes to learning literacy, especially for our LELL learners, because then they get to listen and they to think on their feet because the conversation always changes and to just adapt to those skills how do you think that conversation classes assist in learning a language well i guess my take is that it's a a very uh, crucial part of community participation and being canadian you can be prepared and competent to pass exams or get a job or or fill out an application form or write a resume but conversation is what is used to deliver that or to make that functional conversation requires knowledge context community experiences and the ability to articulate your thinking and your thoughts conversation is part of confidence showing confidence and engagement with others and interaction being you know to volunteer to say something not just to be sort of shy and don't say anything um it's expressing yourselves and developing Com, uh, comfort in, in engagement, the willingness to just say something, to respond or, or be part of the group. It would be 
not very functional to, to be in a coffee group and you never said anything because you were too shy or you were too modest and you just, you weren't confident about what should I say and that kind of stuff. Conversation is learning to learning to be in the moment. With your learners, do you notice a large growth as they come through your class? Because they'll maybe start off more on the shy and less confident end. And then do they, over time, do they generally all gain that confidence to join in the conversation or to ask questions? Yes, I think they do. So part of my approach, or a large part of my approach was to to tell them about Canadian culture and geography and all that sort of stuff. Then we ended up talking more about what is this and, and why do we do that that way and what happens in our customs and stuff like that. So, so they would understand more about what we do for holidays and experiences and stuff. I mean, we, we left the, uh, the, you know, how to open a bank account or how to talk to the bank manager or the doctor, when you go to the doctors and stuff, we did that early on sort of thing, but, um, it was more kind of being able to to ask questions about about things that we were talking of, of at the on the day and so people would progress into more ability to say something and not not be having to really push to respond you know i've tried many different approaches and stuff of, of you know three questions or four questions you can follow those kinds of of fairly linear kind of things tell me three things that happened to you yesterday or something like that, uh, a very formulaic sort of thing. So you, you, the, the ability to sort of pick up terms, cause then I, I would always, I like to work with a, a whiteboard and stuff. So to write down the spelling of things and in one thing leads to another, we would always sort of thread along a line in whatever we were talking about. I'm not a, a great artist, but I would draw pictures of, Canada and things like that to the province and I used to bring a, a a globe a big blow up globe sort of things I've traveled a fair bit and dealt with a number of cultures and stuff like that and I was interested in using that experience to share you know knowledge of of Canada and and some of the parts of the world that they're from that's so cool so were people then sharing like what they would do in their culture as well as how it works in Canada and then kind of going through and creating the community that way basically right yes it maybe was because of my experience in doing this in other countries I, I worked overseas for five years in Iran and that's where I got started in this kind of thing because they they were curious about how do things happen in Canada or North America or the West and uh, we would talk about relationships and and things like funerals and weddings and relationships and families we would be giving a, a back and forth on how we did things and where i thought that came from that was where we got the back and forth on what they had experienced and it was with the conversation group at pals they were not they were not newcomers to a large extent over the years there, there was at times some fairly newish people but but that was certainly the different story here and that uh, I was dealing with some people who'd, who'd been in Canada for a long time, but they, they recognize that they need practice or individuals that had maybe lost their job in, in downturns and now they have to do a uh, job application or an interview and, uh, and they were not well practiced. So to their credit, you know, they, they came there to, 
to help polish up and, and re-engage with English. So were there any conversations that you really liked? Were there any that kind of stuck out for you as you were chatting with your students? Uh, well, I didn't have a real lesson plan. You know, right, I'm going right. to do this and this and this sort of thing. Because I, when I did that, we never went there. We would start something and it would take off into a different area and stuff like that. What was interesting is that we would, you know, talk about customs and I would use opportunities, you know, if it was Thanksgiving time or, or, or Christmas or, or Valentine's Day or, or, you know, uh, November the 11th or whatever, those are always opportunities to sort of branch into many different aspects of that, that sort of phenomenon, uh, that cultural kind of practices and stuff and, and um, the foods and all that sort of thing. But what was interesting was that they, they would learn things about things, not only that we did it this way here, if you want, but they never understood something was that that's how, it, where it came from. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, I guess I always, I always was a memory of, of, a, of a fairly senior lady. I think she was in her seventies or so. She'd been in Canada, she was a Chinese um, a Canadian, been in Canada for for 50, 60 years probably, and and ran a restaurant in a small town in southern Alberta, and we talked about the time change and the seasons and and stuff, and she she'd never heard that before, you know, like kind of ex explaining, you know, why we do you know the time change in the in the year and it you know uh, spring forward fall back sort of thing and stuff, and she was. She, she, she always um, reminded me of how that was so, so informative, so kind of enlightening that she'd never known these kinds of things. So those kind of things were memorable. I did have always try to, to share, you know, our, our geography and our history and, and our, our, you know, because, I mean, you take the citizenship test and stuff and they, they want to know what do you know about Canada? And, and it's government systems and they had been there for a long time and, and they just never heard it before sort of thing. It's interesting though as well, because as you're saying, like the whole why we have certain things like changing of times, um, I am in a mixed culture relationship and my husband's family, when he, when we were about to get married, there was a lot of rules that I had no idea that there were even were rules and traditions. Um, and his, he was of Asian descent as well. And so uh, during that, at one point, his mom said, well, you can't, you can't have those colors at your wedding. And I was like, sorry, I don't think you get to pick was really my answer because what do you mean? I don't get to pick my colors. And she's like, no, no, you can't. And I don't get it. Cause I wanted to have, I think I wanted to have blue and silver um, at an Asian wedding. And I had no idea why this would be bad. And she's like, it would really be better if you had red. And I was like, I don't look good in red. I a hundred percent do not want to have a red wedding. I did have a red wedding by the way, but the reason why was those are the funeral colors. Asian yes. colors are well they're blue and silver but they're blue and white and it's close enough that she's like you can't because you're then you're you're going to look like you're dying at your wedding and yeah. I was like oh okay and so I did I said okay we'll have red 
but we're going to have my red, not your red, because your red looks really bad on me. <laughs> so we just change the tone a little bit. I, I just don't look that great in red, I learned. Um, but yeah, so it was a really interesting thing. So I think the fact that you can go into the classes and teach these nuances almost of Canada, like the smaller things, the things that maybe aren't in the newspaper um, that you don't always get. Uh, I think that's hugely valuable. And there's probably people who've lived in Canada their whole life and they just kind of went along with the flow of it. And maybe they don't even know why we do certain things. So how cool to be able to come to a class, learn English, but also learn all about their culture. Well, I guess I got started with when I, as I say, for, for five years, I, I was in, in another country. I, I've been in other parts of the world doing courses and stuff. And so maybe it's just my nature, but I, I always tried to, to adapt and recognize that we are not thinking the same way or, or where they're coming from the same uh, style of, of thinking. I've always been trying to be sensitive to being aware that you're, you're being received and, and, and interacting with another culture and, and another language. I've taught courses with using translators and you, you know, you can't just barge on and blather on for long periods of time. You have to sort of really try to to adapt it to how they can consume it and and um, and absorb it, and, and um, so um, but the, so that's kind of what and and you know when I was there in in Iran I I was our project was in English so we we did not have to learn Farsi ourselves they were they had to deal with English so we did everything through translators it was an eye opener for me as to people just hanging on what you wanted to or what you were saying because they they wanted to learn it they, because they needed it my sort of first practice in tutoring i guess in this regard was was working with the translators who ran a school for for young people who were trying to get into university in in england and stuff in europe and stuff like that and passing a toefl exams and 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 reaching or uh, reaching some kind of grading i was the the honored guest that that was being sort of um, bombarded with questions and and probing and stuff like that, as opposed to me, more in the the, the pals thing is I'm I'm trying to sort of deliver something and and hope that they they get get it and use it and 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 what's needed and stuff like that. But in in the other case, I'm trying to sort of explain manners or or customs. You know, why do we why do we say those kind of words or, or it's just like your colors and stuff. I think it's very interesting to, to, to understand those, those kind of issues and stuff. And, and, you know, um, and so it's and, and trying to get people to understand what's, what's kind of not very appropriate, like for language or, or expressions or, or inflection in your words and stuff like that. And, um, so it's, it's kind of an, in, I've always been intrigued by that kind of, of back and forth. For many, many years, I've, I uh, loved the concept. I learned it from a, a American consultant one time about the word dialogue. And, and a dialogue is different than discussions or, or lectures or, or speeches. Um, a dialogue is, is what 
for me, you should always strive for, and I'm no better than others in a lot of ways, but um, but dialogue, the meaning of that word, or the, you break it down from its roots, and it's, you know, the meaning flows through. And it's the idea that that there is both sides, there's many aspects to something. And so, so you know, a, a discussion, for example, a discussion is, I want to discuss, can I discuss this with you? And that means that I have something and I want you to agree to my way of thinking or my idea. But a dialogue is is not that way. A dialogue is is if you approach it in its true sense, you you gather meaning from uh, and from both sides of, of of an opinion or or observation or or analysis or or whatever. And and that's kind of what I think is is part of the tutoring experience is trying to is trying to tell somebody something but also to to listen and, and uh, work with them so that we all we all get it that's amazing i love that and have how the meaning flows through like it flows through both sides oh that's powerful yeah definitely yeah. more important to have dialogues than discussions yes sure. yes exactly especially when learning a language has there been anything memorable that students have taught you over the years? Um, let's see now. You're sitting here with people that are from all kinds of different situations, from all different countries. It's reinforced or cemented in me that, that life is a journey. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's a pathway and it a, and a travels. And, and, and I'm, you know, now in this capacity, I'm, I'm a bit of a coach in, in that journey. But you know, I'm not not any kind of guru or any kind of of uh, great leader. But um, but it's uh, that, that this whole process of having a, a bunch of people around you that that want to to learn and to talk about um, um, uh, conversational sort of language uh, practice, um, it's it's reinforces this notion of life as a journey. And the other thing I think was that was brought in in these experiences of mine was was to be humble to be the you know show him humility for for their background and their experiences and stuff like that so um uh and i mean i you know so i think that we were we were um you know sharing sort of uh, a, a lot and i mean i as an adult educator I, I believe in lifelong learning so so it doesn't matter what age you are. We were we were both engaging in that, and and that was that was uh, dynamic in in these uh, these circles that we were running. That's awesome. One of the benefits of being a tutor um, is 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 sharing your life experiences. I I like to think I'm fairly well up on public affairs and stuff, and and I read a fair number of newspapers and stuff, um, and. Um, but but I also, you know, have been blessed with travel. You know, so I I mean I have traveled in this country uh, uh, on a vehicle in a vehicle, uh, you know, from St. John's, um, Newfoundland to to Tofino in in uh, Vancouver Island, and and I have you know driven to um, the Arctic Ocean in in uh, Inuvik and and uh, Tuktoyaktuk and stuff. So I I have covered the, our country my country um and and i sort of so i've i've shared those 
at knowledge of, of um, geography and it's been very um, helpful and, and useful and, and in, involved and engaging to, to share those uh, my experiences with with having been in a lot of different places in, in our own country sort of thing. So that's great. I drove across across Canada. I did from Edmonton to like I've gone to BC and out to Vancouver Island, but um, from Edmonton, I went to Edmonton to Halifax and that drive, I will preface that we did dip down into the States for a bit, yep. but the amount of geographic differences in Canada is astounding. Yes. And yes. we have such a beautiful country. Yes. It is quite phenomenal to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I've shared that. I, I mean, from my work in Iran, I, I have a number of friends there that I've kept up with. And, and you know, I, I always like to share stuff with them on, on you know, the beauty of Canada and, and the geography and the, and the, the majestic sort of uh, vistas that we have and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, and, and such, you know, cultural sort of um, uh, uh, variations across the country. And we are truly blessed. And then I, I try to sort of impart that to, to, to the students uh, uh, as to what, what, where they have come sort of thing. Do you think you've inspired any of them to travel more? The odd time. Um, and, and, uh, and it's, but it's, it's not very, it's just totally analog and anecdotal. Um, but cause I, you know, one of the things I have done is to, is to just do a geography sort of progression across the country, capital cities, you know, what's Newfoundland, what's his history, where does it come from? last last province in Canada to join and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, and, and so I do have one or two people said, you know, I, I, I want to go there because it looks interesting and, and it's, it's very, I'm very intrigued and stuff like that. So I grew up in Southern Ontario, so I, I could talk about, you know, Toronto, you know, the center of the universe for Canada sort of thing and, <laughs> and, and all that sort of stuff. It's been an opportunity to, to, to share sort of what what is like uh there and and you know they talk about you know i'd like to go and, and many many of our students i guess have drifted west out of like montreal uh, or toronto um and and come you know they started out in ontario as a refugee or as a immigrant or whatever and and in one way or the other they have they've come west and um, um so they uh you know, we, we can we can talk about sort of current sort of something that they haven't maybe thought too much about for some time, but uh, their thinking is refreshed as to what's happening down there sort of thing. Nice. Um, I was just thinking, as you said earlier, that you were very um, up to date with current affairs. Wouldn't you come in every every what I can't remember Wednesdays, I think it was, grab the newspaper. That was the first thing you did and kind of look up what you were going to chat about that day. And I thought that was fascinating. I was like, man, I wish I had someone who would just tell me what's going on in the news so I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it was, I mean, the, part of that was, oh, gee, what are we going to talk about today sort of thing. And, um, and yet, you know, reality has always been that we never ran out of something to talk about sort of thing. Well, I think that that's a great way for them to also use vocabulary, current vocabulary, and 
in the last three years uh, with the pandemic going on, we've definitely all learned a whole set of new vocabulary, everyone. I didn't know most of the words that we talked about. Like I knew what a vaccine was, because of course we've had vaccines before, but you know, comorbidities and R values and all these. So there's been a whole new set of vocabulary coming out. So the idea of you coming in and just being like, hey, here we go. I see that as a keeping everybody current and you've got the background knowledge and you're just saying, okay, what don't you understand about what's going on right now? And in the past three years, there's a lot. I, it, I can speak and read English, but I still needed footnotes and Cole's notes for what was going on in the world. That was a lot for everyone to learn. No, that's, that's right. I do have a science background. I was a graduate in agriculture and a, in graduate school in agriculture, and I can sort of keep up with science and, and the science terminology and stuff like that. And I find that useful, you know, very, very useful. And because in the last two years, it, it always gravitated to the pandemics and what was the latest because things were changed, they would change, you know, would, they ramped up and then they went down and then they ramped up again and about the, the protocols and stuff like that. Do you have any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to share? Tutoring uh, to me is the practice of connecting cultures and, and community building, strengthening. So the whole process of tutoring is, is it's sharing knowledge and, and building capacity. It's a noble gesture. Tutoring is, is in, in that process of, of the conversation is a, is a way to, to help us connect as, as Edmontonians or as Albertans or as Canadians or whatever. I think your last item, if that's where we're at, um, what would you say to somebody considering joining PALS, either learner or tutor? I, I did give that a little thought. To me, for learners is, is you know, now's your chance to develop um, with coaching um, uh, the, the connection with, with a, a native speaker as a friend, as, you know, I mean, I, I always hope that they get people to say, you know, can you explain something to me or can you help me with something? So that's what PALS is there for, is, is, a, is a helping hand. And, um, and, and so that's for the learners, you know, it's, it's, it's making the case like, why should I go? You know, why, why should I, I show up there and, and, and all of us, you know, trudge through the snow and the cold in the wintertime and stuff to, uh, to show up sort of thing. When it comes to tutors, I mean, I, I think it's it's such a, a wonderful opportunity to share wisdom um, and capacity through through coaching of individuals who who have made some effort to to show up to uh, uh, who who want to be learners, and so you you owe them to complete that kind of um, of uh, interest is with coaching and and support and that kind of thing. So so that's uh, the the tutor is a wonderful way of reaching out and, and helping someone that um, says, uh, you know, can you can you give me some time to talk about something? I want to thank you very much, Doug, for meeting with me today and for giving us a dialogue, because I loved that you used that term, to also for our learners, for them to be able to gain that confidence and to be able to engage, create community is so important for them learning wise, but also just for them to be part of our Canadian culture. And thank you for passing that on to them. 
Yes, you're quite welcome. Doug has given the opportunity for our learners to learn through dialogue, through each other, about community, Canada, as well as the English language. And for that, and for all of the parts and all of the lives that Doug's journey has touched, we can't thank him enough. This podcast was recorded on Treaty 6 territory. We respect the First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and all the First Peoples of Canada, whose presence continues to enrich our community.